0: (laughs) Let's (laughs) go. down You know it felt like love was never gonna claim me Every fall was fall and the sense of going under But when I think about you baby. you I've been blue lately. The weather's changing here. When I think about you, yeah. when I think about you, uh... I find this scientifically fascinating.
1: You're
2: listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide.
3: You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look at inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, hello, this is Kimberly Martin, and I am so excited to be here in the studio on this hot summer day. I can't believe the weather. I don't know, somebody should tell me, are we still in Southern California with our perfect weather? Because I'm not sure this is near perfect. It's just edgy on, uh, just a little too hot for me. So, well, anyway, I am so delighted to be in the studio today. I have had the pleasure of sitting with Uh, the president and executive director of Orange County School of the Arts. They are uh, commonly known as OSHA up there in Santa Ana. And they had some exciting news to share with us. Okay, so Dr. Opasek, welcome to Real People. So I am going to be playing you that interview we did earlier today, and that is with Dr. Ralph Opaesik, and they're talking to us about the grand opening up there at OSHA. And if you have any interest, or you have a talented member of the family that you think might like a unique education from the middle school um, on up through high school, Orange County School of the Arts is an interesting place to look at. I know we looked at it for our kids too, and they're just—it's—they have an an amazing academic uh, program over there, but and their school of the arts is unparalleled and it's so unique to have something this special here at home in Orange County. So we thought they deserved a little bit of a shout out and so I want you to hear my earlier in the day conversation with um, Dr. Ralph Opasek. People OC thank you for joining us today.
2: Well thank you for inviting me to be on your show.
3: It's a pleasure to have you so tell us all about what's going on at OSHA today.
2: Well, we are just doing the final preparations for opening our new dance, music, and science center. It's a spectacular 60,000 square foot building with a 14 2,000 square foot state-of-the-art dance studio, um, a new music center with a beautiful orchestral band and choir uh, rehearsal rooms, three rooms, with 16 practice rooms, and our new science center with eight state-of-the-art science labs.
3: It's, it's fabulous. You have such an interesting and amazing uh, facility over there already. Uh, what, what was the impetus behind uh, building the new center?
2: Well, when we came to Santa Ana in 2000, um, we repurposed commercial office buildings. And so our, our main building is a seven-story commercial office tower. And we were confined or restricted in terms of our building and design based on the infrastructure of that building. So when we built dance studios, when we were building our science labs, we were confined by the infrastructure. And so our dance studios have always been somewhat small, um, you know, under a thousand square feet. Our science, you know, when you have a science labs and you're doing exper- experiments, our science labs were small. So this is the first time we have been able to build a specific purpose building um, up to this point we've repurposed a number of buildings to make our campus and it's, it's kind of fun it gives it its urban look but this was the first time since we came to Santa Ana 15 years ago we could specifically design rooms to ideally meet the needs of those rooms.
3: It must be such a good feeling for you especially after all the time that you have been working so diligently over there at Orange County um, School of the Arts. It's, it's so impressive what you have done and and yet now you're building this building from ground floor that must be a big fulfillment of a dream
2: well we laugh because back in 1987 when we opened the school as an after school program in Los Alamitos uh, a friend of mine who who is a kind of a handyman and I we built the first dance floor ourselves in a in in the cafeteria there so we've certainly come a long way in the last 29 years but it has been You know, a collective effort. We've had so many people, the staff, the teachers, we've had supporters in the community. We've had so many people that have helped us grow into the program um, we are now. So uh, I've enjoyed being able to work collaboratively with all these people to bring the Orange County School of the Arts to Southern California.
3: Now, Orange County School of the Arts is the only specialized arts program of its kind. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? And just so our listeners that don't know uh, all about what's going on at OSHA?
2: Sure. We are a public charter school. Um, We draw students from all over Southern California, from over 100 cities. Um, The students take their academics uh, in the morning from about 8 until 2 o'clock. We provide a rigorous college preparatory academic program. Um, We have incredible uh, statistics in terms of our graduation rates, 100%. We have over 93% of our students that go on into higher education. So we take the academics very seriously. And then that academic Day is partnered with a pre-professional arts conservatory program that takes place in the afternoon from 2 to 5 o'clock in which we have over 100 professional artist teachers coming in and working um, with our students in 14 different art areas, Uh, dance, instrumental music, uh, opera, visual arts, film and television, creative writing, and I, I can't even name them all, but it's a place where students that are passionate about the arts can develop their talent to its full potential.
3: So you don't always know if you have a child that is ready for OSHA, but after a few years, the child in your home starts to identify themselves to you. And it is really wonderful that there's a place for them to go. You're essentially really operating two schools, aren't you, with the with the rigorous academic high school and then the conservatories. Wouldn't you look at it that way?
2: Uh, well, it, it it really is two distinct programs but uh, what's interesting about the students that as you just mentioned I hear so many times that that, that the students, find OSHA and then go to their parents and say, I want to go to this school. It really is that the, those students that have that kind of initi- initiative and that kind of passion for education that really is, is the student that's successful here. And so we, try very, we, we really try to bring the two programs together and use the arts to teach academics and use the academics to teach arts so that, that the whole student uh, educational experience is relevant.
3: It is it is impressive. Now, you're having a ribbon-cutting this Sunday. Can you tell us how the public can participate in that and Absolutely. give us a little bit more details about that?
2: Absolutely. We are having basically a, an open house um, this Sunday at 3 o'clock, and the, the community is invited to come and, and see the new facility. Uh, we are going to be recognizing some of our... Our, our major contributors. Our dance center is being named after Mary Bell Musco. Paul and Mary Bell Musco are, are huge arts philanthropists in Orange County. Um, our music center is, is being named after Hal and Jeanette Segerstrom. Um, the seg- the Segerstrom uh, siblings have uh, 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 pro- provided a general do- generous donation to honor their parents. The Segerstrom name is, again, big in arts and arts philanthropy. And then our science center, we're dedicating our science center, uh, George and Julia Ardris um, uh, have been huge supporters of the school and made a generous gift. And so our science center will be named the Ardris Family Science Center. So we're recognizing those donors, James and Martha Newkirk, who are big supporters of UCI. Um, have made a a, a generous donation, and we're naming our visual arts center after them. And there's about 10 or 15 other uh, major contributors that we'll be briefly recognizing and honoring, and then we're opening the building for the first time, For the public to come and see the facilities, and while the public is walking through the facilities, we'll actually have our students rehearsing and performing in those classrooms and dance rooms and and music studios.
3: So a special ceremony and a special day you have planned for those people that want to participate. Uh, That's starting at at 3 o'clock, is that correct?
2: It is from 3 to probably about 4.30. It's just, just uh, like I said, a very brief ceremony and then just an open house for the community to see the new buildings and see our students u- utilizing them.
3: Okay, good. We'll share the address with us if you would.
2: Um, the, the, our main campus address is 1010 North Main Street. Uh, that's, the, that's the corner of 10th and Main in um, in downtown Long Beach. The oh, new no. building's address Down, is Ana. You mean Santa Ana. I'm sorry, when I say Long Beach? <laughs> yeah, you did. That's okay. Uh, downtown Santa Ana, excuse me. Uh, our, uh, the, the new campus, the new building address is 906 North Main Street in downtown Santa Ana. And I don't know where Long Beach came from. I don't know either. That's
3: so funny. Um, uh, but but it's such a beautiful building. I love the color. I love the freshness. I love all the new buildings down there in downtown Santa Ana. OSHA's really done such a beautiful job of uh, creating a beautiful landscape down there in the city.
2: Well, the Santa Ana community has been very kind to us, you know, welcome us into the community. Uh, We feel that it's a a perfect place for our artistic kids to be. You know, it's a very urban setting. So for our our artistically-minded students, it's kind of a fun place, different than kind of the... The sprawling suburbs of what a lot of Orange County can be.
3: Right, most of them have been raised in that, and this is an opportunity for them. I, many of them take the train to school, so it's really probably the closest thing you can have to city life here in, in Orange County, wouldn't you say?
2: Oh, oh I think you're exactly right. I, I can't think of any anywhere else where you're going to get the urban feel you get down here.
3: Well, wonderful. Again, the um, this is going to be held at the Ardress Science Center on Sunday, August 16th at 3 p.m., and the public is welcome and encouraged to come and see um, what has what has really come together to be such an impressive school. Dr. Opasek, do you want to share some final thoughts with us?
2: No, it's just, uh, it, it's just very, it, this is a very exciting time for the school. We're now going to have some, some Uh, facilities that truly uh, will, I think, inspire and encourage and motivate our students even more. So it's a very exciting, uh, Sunday's going to be a very exciting day in the history of the Orange County School of the Arts.
3: Very wonderful. Well, Dr. Opasek, thank you for being here on Real People OC here at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine uh, to share with us what's going on this weekend.
2: Thank you again for having me.
3: All right. All right, back to you live in the studio. This is Kimberly Martin, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real People OC on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and we air each and every Thursday from 4 to 5. I just had a delightful uh, caller, who's a regular listener of KUCI, call in and say he had some great stories to share about some of the buildings going on down there in Santa Ana that uh, Dr. Opasek was referring to, and some... um, recommended that we we have maybe a guest on our show to hear some more stories about uh, about downtown Santa Ana so I love it when we get recommendations love it when people call in so thank you caller Mike for calling in and sharing your story with me today a little shout out to you so always a pleasure to have people call in now another great organization in Orange County that I wanted to feature today because they have something important on the calendar totally different end of the spectrum of life is Senior Serve and if you don't know about Senior Serve, they're the largest Meals on Wheels and nonprofit senior nutrition provider in Orange County. I want to know more about them. I want you to know more about them. And to tell us the story about Senior Serve, we have the Vice President of Ad- Advancement, Darla Olson, and the Senior Director of Community Relations, uh, Su- Susan Papiri. And they're both in the studio today talking to us about an important um, acknowledgement that we want to put out there in Orange County. So we're going to share the story of Senior serve and hear what the ladies have to do. So welcome, Darla and Susan. Thank you. Thank Glad you. to be here. I'm so happy you're here. It took a while to, to schedule this interview, and it's all because summer life is crazy for a mom of three kids. I think you ladies probably know how that is.
1: Oh, yes. It, it
3: seems like such a great idea not to get up every morning at seven and take your kids off to school until about, oh, I don't know, that third week of summer when you're like, what what is all the chaos in my house, and <laughs> how does one function? So anyway, I'm still reeling from a really busy summer with active children and they're just getting older and more fun to be around, but they certainly um, have a lot more going on than they used to. <laughs> so um, well, which one of you would like to take the background of uh, Senior Serve and give us a little history and uh, the, the type of people your organization serves?
1: I will take that, Kimberly.
3: Okay, that's Darla.
1: I'm Darla, and I'm the Vice President of Advancement at SeniorServe, and SeniorServe has been in business for almost 50 years. We are what we call the best-kept secret in Orange County because a lot of people haven't heard about us, but we are dedicated to helping secure home health and heart for seniors, older adults in Orange County by providing a bunch of services for them to remain independent with dignity and wellness in their homes and communities that they love so that's our goal is to keep them in in their home as long as they would like to stay in their home without institutionalizing them too soon and we do that through meals on wheels um meals on wheels we deliver uh over 900 meals a day to homebound seniors, and that is three meals a day, five days a week. We also provide case management and other supportive services for those seniors. And we also deliver um, and serve hot lunch in 26 senior centers in Central and North Orange County. Oh, that, that's impressive. I mean, it's, it's
3: astounding, though, when you think that the need is actually that great. So let's talk about what some of the circumstances are that um, call a senior a homebound senior. Can we learn a little bit more about that so we can understand if these people are our neighbors? Maybe we can pitch in and help if
1: anybody we notice is living like this. Sure. That means that a senior is not able to get out um, and drive or be mobile, so they oftentimes have disabilities that would not allow them to get out and shop for themselves or to cook for themselves so oh, that is a big one yeah that would be what would qualify them for our homebound meals and maybe they also don't have a
3: loved one that's around that can do that for them or right. a caregiver in their lives
1: you know many of California seniors are uh, like many of us where their family has relocated to other parts of the country and so they are here isolated um, or they have family that are in a, you know different city which in southern california it's hard to get to your your loved ones home on a daily basis and provide meals for them so that is why we come in We provide meals, we have friendly uh, volunteers that deliver these meals that are the eyes and ears, and we'll notify our case managers if they see any neglect that's going on in that home, self neglect or otherwise neglect. Okay, so that's important,
3: you know, First of all, we don't often know what puts a person in a circumstance to need a service like this. And I think if, if we could do any kind of a public service today, it would help us. Um, we can help each other understand how these things happen. So let's say, for example, the individual went to a doctor's appointment and it was at that time that the doctor determined, um, you really can't drive anymore. Sorry. Um, you can be cut off like that they absolutely. can decide that your vision isn't s- substantial enough to drive and you aren't walking out of that office with a license and this happens to people and it happens in a moment and so what would they do if on that day they had no family and they're you know they were left with a refrigerator and no driver's license i mean there's some there's some serious situations that happen and people can't plan for them right
1: absolutely and that is unfortunate but that is why there are many resources in our community that I just think people like us who don't know about so that is why we're here today is to let people know that if they were in the doctor's office and they found out they couldn't drive there are uh, transportation resources for seniors that they would come and pick them up and take them home. They would need to make a call to Senior Serve to see if they could get uh, on our homebound uh, meal program. However, unfortunately, right now we have a waiting list of over 150 seniors on that, that that are wanting to be served but can't. Now,
3: can a need like that be met through volunteers that want to just join the organization and help? Or um, probably you can't provide information for who needs it, but maybe you know somebody can come and volunteer. Is there opportunities?
1: Kimberly, that is a great uh, segue to our uh, wonderful new program that we're trying to launch, which is called Care Circles Network, which is a complete volunteer program that would help seniors in need with whatever need they may have, whether that's meals, uh, walking their dog, coming just to visit them, give them a friendly visit. And we want it to be neighbors helping neighbors. So we have an, a new program that we're piloting and it, there's an app with a calendar that allows you to go on, see the needs of a senior and sign up to help.
3: Oh, very good. Okay, so this is a this is a service that we can hope to see coming through SeniorServe their website. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. um, There's a caller calling in. I'm gonna take that call, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and give out the information, the contact information, if you could, please.
1: Okay, our uh, website is SeniorServe.org, and we have information on that uh, website about the Care Circles program, and it's under Volunteers and our Volunteer Coordinator. is um able to be contacted on that website. Okay, so and perfect. she would be able to direct you if you were interested in participating in that program. Okay, that sounds like a great way to that's a great way to you know, people
3: are always looking for ways to help. They they want to hear they hear the problem, but they don't know what to do. And um and that's that's interesting, you know, it's just an interesting conundrum. But here's a it's a really tangible way you can help. Caller, I'm sorry if I dropped you. Um I did answer the call. If you want to call back we'll try again.
1: And I do want to specify that that's senior serve with no E on the end dot .org. Ah, okay, so it is spelled
3: Senior and then Serve, S-E-R-V, S-E-R-V yes. dot .org. Okay, very cool. Now, um, tell me, give me a little history about Senior Serve.
1: Well, as I said, we've been in business for about 50 years, and we... We are based in Anaheim. We have a 22,000 square foot kitchen. We make these meals every day that are... Uh, delivered to our homebound seniors as well as our congregate sites and our senior centers. That's a hot lunch. We also have two adult day health care centers in Santa Ana and Anaheim and an adult daycare center which is in Buena Park. So that's for families whose uh, loved one, older adult is not able to be home alone and it allows them to work and bring their loved one to our program where they in our adult day health care they get the nursing Occupational and physical therapy, and all of the medication and things like that that they need, while their family members can go to work.
3: So they're engaged. They're they're not sitting at home watching you know television in a you know in a vacuum or a, a hot house. Especially in the summertime, this is probably a really critical time for your services.
1: Well, and most of our seniors are low income. Seventy percent of them are um, at the poverty level, the federal poverty level. But actually, for Orange County, if you calculate the cost of living here, about 90% of them are low income. So many of them are not running their air conditioning during the day because it's too expensive. And many of our seniors are living on about $850 a month. Wow. And so how do you, you know, make ends meet? There's actually a story of a couple who were on our program, came on to our program um, to receive homebound meals, and they couldn't afford to, there is, it is a donation program where we have a suggested donation, but the only amount that they could donate was $1.65 a month, because that was what was left at the end of the month, and they donated it every month. Oh, that's what I call a significant gift yeah it is it sure is
3: oh man it's a tough business isn't it I actually see the emotion in your eyes and I've had the pleasure of working with elderly for the last five years and it's you know there's something we've got to do a better job in our society you know people give their all for their whole entire lives and to spend their final years in um, in such difficult circumstances it's really difficult
1: isn't it Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm. Um,
3: I'm happy to see that you're sharing um, ways to find solutions to the to the to the circumstances that are uh, affecting people today. So, um, can we talk for a brief moment about recent cuts to the budget and how this affects the Meals on Wheels recipients in our county and in
1: our state? Absolutely. Uh, currently, the state has cut the budget for the senior nutrition programs uh, for Orange County. And that affected senior serve by about a hundred and seven thousand dollars and on an annual basis and then due to uh, census a lot of the older adult population has shifted to different areas of Orange County and so that resulted in an additional cut for senior serve so we actually are going into this fiscal year with about a hundred and seventy seven thousand dollar deficit and we found this out very late uh, the beginning of June we start our fiscal year in, in the beginning of July and so we had to make some difficult decisions we'll be serving thirty thousand less meals for our homebound seniors uh, in this coming year and if we don't receive that funding we may have to look at cuts in the congregate sites as well Mm. and it's you know for a senior who is needing a meal and they're isolated in their home and lonely it's just not what we want to do no now are when you deliver those meals
3: are you delivering one time a day to the senior and they're having three meals delivered at that time or how does that work
1: yes and actually it's Varies from city to city. Some deliver every day. Some deliver three times a week. But they're getting three meals a day, five days a week. So what we will have to do is probably cut a couple of meals out that of that week. I see. Um, for those seniors to, to be able to meet the the needs.
3: Now what were the reasons for some of the state cuts? Is it worth it to visit that as an issue or is it something that we should have a discussion about or is it just typical that everything is getting cut?
1: (laughs) Well um, unfortunately right now a lot of government funding is being cut and they're even threatening sequestration which is what we experienced in 2013 which was a cap on all federal uh, funding, all programs across the board. And what we're asking those listeners to do today, if they would like to make a difference, is call their state representative and tell them that our seniors cannot take these cuts. We we just can't afford to to um, you know su- suffer with our seniors uh, that are the most vulnerable population in our county.
3: Right now, do you think the phone calls really help if people are so inclined to want to make a call?
1: I absolutely do. I think they matter, and if. You call today, uh, it will make a difference. And we have information on our website, seniorserve without an e, okay. <laughs> dot org on our advocacy page. And you can find your state representative by um, going on that page and learning more about what sequestration could do to our seniors. Okay, now, an- another part of
3: sequestration is that. Um, they actually want you to provide the service, but then you don't get paid for the service. Is that correct?
1: Oh, that's correct. I mean, that is what happens when uh, we have government funding. There is really no expectation that we will let seniors go unserved. And we don't want to make that happen either. We want to make sure that they continu- we continue to fund these programs. And so we look at the individuals in our community who will step up and make a difference. Okay,
3: um, I'm going to go and see if that color is for this show. Hold on just a second. KUCI. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so that caller that was interested in um, some of the circumstances that happen where uh, kids aren't as readily a part of the aging senior's life and not able to take care of them. Are, there, are you noticing some of the you know, a, a collapse of society and taking care of the seniors, or is it more that just that everybody's having a, a tough time? How can we account for that, that there be this many seniors without family members stepping in to take care of their needs?
1: Well, that's a very good point. I do think that our society has lost that value to care for our old, our elders our elders. And um it's unfortunate, you know, we live very busy lives and sort of out of sight, out of mind, you know, they're behind their homebound, they're in a community that isn't a part of ours, there's a lot of senior communities where families, young families, don't see seniors in need. And so that we really do need to create some opportunities where our children can can interact with seniors. Okay, go ahead, Susan. You had a comment about yeah, that. Yeah,
4: hi. It's Susan. I get to talk Yay. now. <laughs> <laughs> been so um, patient. I just wanted to say something, too, that... Um, many people may not be aware of, and that is, uh, we have a name for what's happening in our society right now. It's called the Silver Tsunami, Ah. and that means that we have these baby boomers that are aging, and it is the largest, most significant population that we've experienced, and by about 2030, 2035, 25% of the nation's population will be 65 or older.
3: Good good statistic. So the thing is,
4: the reason that we need these things and the reason why perhaps people aren't being cared for is part of it is the the transient population, you know, the, the kids having to move away due to jobs and so forth. Many of these people chose not to have children. And perhaps some of these people have outlived their children because the population of people 80 and over is also increasing with this aging population these people never thought they were going to live this long they they planned for their future and yet
3: they have outlived that plan interesting yeah the silver tsunami this is the baby boomers that are aging into this situation so we're really not prepared to
1: handle all the need are we mm <coughs> Absolutely not. It's going to collapse our our social system.
3: Okay. So
1: what um, what can be done today?
3: Are do, is, because Senior Serve is a nonprofit organization? Do you seek donations
1: from outside parties? Is that something that you do for your organization, or how do, how would that work with oh, you? Yes, we do. We um, have an online donation a porthole that you can go on to on our website and make a donation to help a senior in need to pay. For their meals. Um, and, you know, we need not only uh, donations, but we need volunteers. If we can get more volunteers to help deliver the meals um, to our seniors, then it frees up other funding that we could use for other things. So the financial donations are so very important, and so is the volunteerism.
3: Okay, good. Yeah, we were just discussing earlier that you can give your time, your talent, or your treasure, and it sounds like Senior Serve could use any and all of the above. Absolutely. Right? All right. So um, you've come up with a really interesting way to acknowledge people that have stood out as. Uh, special helpers to the senior community. Let's talk a little bit about that. Susan, do you want to tell me about that? I would love to tell you about that, Kimberly. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Senior Care Hero Awards, and it's Serves' major fundraiser. Um, we're talking about this deficit. This is one of the ways that we're hoping to make up some of that deficit. Um, and this whole event was born almost five years ago, because now in 2015, we're having our fifth anniversary. That's and exciting. It is really exciting. Um, we started with a small group of people that began this uh, as a collaborative, and senior was approached to just receive the charitable uh, proceeds from the event. The collaborative wanted to get their name out, and so they determined they would do an event. And we had thought, what can we do? We all are dealing with seniors, we were all along the continuum of care. So we decided that we wanted to honor those people who went above and beyond their job descriptions in caring for our seniors, especially the caregivers, caregivers, nurses, social workers, and, and there's many doctors out there who go above and beyond caring for their seniors. I know one that used to leave, keep his office open until way past regular hours because there was a particular senior that could not possibly get there before he closed and he would never close before this person got there. Um, So we started it like that. By the second year, the collaborative had started to be absorbed by a larger collaborative so we handed this over to SeniorServe as an event for them and SeniorServe itself has grown it. I started myself as a volunteer. I worked for another company and was volunteering and then began actually working for SeniorServe after the second event because
3: I was so passionate about what they do. Interesting. I love hearing. I love hearing when things come from something small and they grow to something so big and so significant. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Hero Awards and the types of people that you wish to honor, honor, and also. Um, Y- you want to also see if people are interested if they know people that that can be nominated so yes. i'm going to have you pause for just a minute i'm going to do a station id so if you're just tuning in this is real people oc and i'm your host kimberly martin we are uh kuci 88.9 fm in irvine and we're having a discussion today with senior serve uh, vice president of and advancement darla olson and the senior director of community relations susan papiri and uh we're talking Talking about the nominations for the fifth annual Senior Care Hero Award celebrating Orange County's unsung heroes. Those would be people that uh, serve seniors. It's a grueling and difficult job. There are so many reasons. We've had a few shows about that. Um, we had Nida Pobletti. She is. Um, she has a service for um, home health aides to come and home health caregivers to come. She was a nominee for the uh, 2014, I think, Women in Business Awards, and this is how I met your organization at that same uh, event. Um, Holly uh, Hagler, right? She's the CEO yes. of your organization. She was also a, a nominee for the 2014 Orange County Business Journal uh, Women in Business Award. So... Uh, the need is great. Let's talk about those unsung heroes and why, if we can just maybe jog your memory, why you might want to consider nominating them for this award. And um, let's talk about some of those unsung heroes.
4: Absolutely. Well, I, I'd like to first talk about the person who's chairing this event this year. And each year we bring a different chair into the event uh, to help us uh, and guide us. And this year it's Pat Bridges. Pat is from St. Joseph um Heritage Healthcare. She's the VP of Care Integration over there. She's been with them for 35 years, and this is a woman who knows about being a hero. She is. Um, she's a nurse. She came from that background in case management. She came into our organization uh, by invitation to the Senior Care Hero Hero Awards a couple years ago. Was so touched by the event herself that the next year she bought an entire table and brought her whole family. Her whole family was so touched, they immediately contacted our volunteer director and and asked if they could volunteer. Uh, That's the way it starts. She's just amazing. So I just had to give a little shout out for Pat. But because she, to me, she's a hero too.
3: Absolutely. Um,
4: But the people that we're looking for as far as nominees are anybody that's within the healthcare profession there are 13 total categories so you've got somebody who's a caregiver a social worker a doctor uh, a therapist ptot speech you've got a lot of different categories and they're all listed on our website at www.seniorcareheroawards.org but we also have four categories Kimberly that are people's choice categories and those are people just in our community veteran hero Volunteer hero, of course, senior hero, and family caregiver hero,
3: ah, very and those good. are
4: pure people's choice. And so people can go online, they nominate, and then they vote. We want them to come back and vote once a day, every day, for these people.
3: Ah, very cool. And
4: when they're nominated, they put in a little story about these people, and every year I have the honor of going through uh, when the recipients are chosen, and. Re- and editing down their story so that it can be read when their name is announced from stage. Um, this whole event is called the Academy Awards of the senior industry. It's at the Grove of Anaheim on October 17th, and it literally is like the Academy Awards. So when that person's name is called and they're walking up to the stage, we read their story. And every year, when I'm editing down those stories at my little computer at home, because I usually do it on a weekend. My husband comes by and I am just crying, tears coming down
3: my face. You're either listening to country music or you're typing up the senior Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. (laughs) But it's, you know, you go to this
4: event and you come out and you are changed because you just
3: are so inspired by what these people do every day it is so difficult and I'm I'm so happy to hear that there's something out there that celebrates this because you so many families are in the circumstance where their loved one is thrust into a difficult situation that requires caregiving whereas maybe they were living independently or um, everything was just fine but usually you know this isn't a gradual thing that happens it's it's an event it's a hospital stay or something and then all of a sudden the world is upside down of your loved one and they need care immediately and not everybody knows what to do you know my um, my family member had surgery and my family didn't know what to ask the doctor or even what to ask the social worker. And I was surprised that, you know, not everybody has those tools that you and I now have because we've worked in this industry. But you can ask for, um, you know, a hospital bed to be brought to your home. You can ask for a home health aid to visit your loved one and help them help them bathe you can ask for um, physical help, physical care you know um, physical therapy sorry it was escaping me um, occupational therapy if they need to learn how to put on a shirt now that they have a limiting debil- a limitation of a physical limitation right.
4: but there's a special kind of person that deals with seniors it, there's a special type of mentality to be able to show them respect and have the patience to help them relearn sometimes something that was simple to them. Um, There is a, a loss of dignity sometimes when these things happen. And so these people that work with them at whatever
3: level they work with them, we want to recognize those people at the Senior Care Hero Awards. Uh, that's really important. Anyway, I was was telling the story that the family member comes to love their caregiver of their parents so much, because oftentimes, you know, it isn't the family member themselves that can do that care. It can sometimes be very emotionally tricky, and. I encourage anybody that's in that situation not to feel badly about that. Instead, ask for help. This is the time you ask for help. This is an important time to, to get support for yourself. It's an important time to get support for your loved one. And if you can't go it al- alone, please don't. There are so many people out there that can that can help. There's lots of services that we'll send. Uh, someone your way. I know we had uh, a lady, I mentioned her name earlier, Nida Pobletti. She um, is this? I think she's the CEO of Home Instead. There's services like that where they will put someone in your home if you're able to. Um, but but at every level. So do you at SeniorServe? Do you get involved in that aspect at all? Or are you just working on the meal preparation and the daycare options for seniors?
1: We do. Uh, We provide some home care for those seniors that are homebound. We will outsource that to home care services. And many of those home care services are sponsors of the Senior Care Hero Awards. Uh, Good to hear. Yeah. We have a great partnership in this uh, industry because we have to. I mean, we need to rely on each other. We need to... Look to each other for best practices, and what do you do in this situation? And it's never easy, Kimberly. What you were speaking about is having. A, it, oftentimes, it's a parent who is all of a sudden not able to care for themselves, and the last person that they want to help them is their child. That's There's that true. dynamic where they want they want to be able to take care of their child, f- for you know, be their mom and dad forever, but it just doesn't always work that way. And even though we as as children of those older adults, we want to give back to them because after all, they cared for us all those years, right? But it's really a difficult dynamic. So if you can reach out to a home health service company that can come in and provide that caregiving, that even if you're not able to help them clean their home, we will help with that, um, you know, just any type of home care service that they may need, we include that. Wow, wonderful
3: to hear about that. So um, in the remaining time that we have, I want to make sure we talk about, um, you have some past recipients that we want to share stories about. Sure. And then uh, the Academy of Leaders. Let's talk about that too, okay?
4: Okay. Um, Well, I do want to mention to some special honorees, Uh, this year being our fifth year uh, anniversary, we do have a new uh, awarded Uh, appointed award. It's called the Senior Care Hero Humanitarian Award because actually our first uh, event was called the Senior Care Humanitarian Awards. So this year our inaugural honoree is Dr. Jackie DuPont with Irvine Cottages and everything else under the sun. This woman is I'm very happy to hear
3: her being honored. Yeah, she is an amazing amazing. woman.
4: And then somebody else that I've been blessed to be able to work with as well in my former job when I was working for a skilled nursing facility uh, is Dr. George Fields. He is going to be our Lifetime Achievement Honoree. He is the Chief Medical Officer for Caremore Essentials, and they are our diamond sponsor this year. Oh, very good. So we have some wonderful, wonderful sponsors this year, but... um, to talk about the soul of what we do, um, I'd like to just give you an example of one of our recipients. And I hope I can get through this without crying because every time I think about it, it just chokes
3: me up. But it's okay if you don't. We we are allowed to do that. Here.
4: I know people. <laughs> <laughs> we um, one of our recipients was a hospice nurse. Uh, he and what we were talking about as far as heroes, it's somebody who does go above and beyond so a hospice nurse is there at a very difficult time for a family um, but once that family member passes you know they, they have to kind of wrap up their job so this one particular situation this one nurse was with the family helping the family get through this hard time his client passed away and the family left to go to the um, mortuary to, the, to take care of some arrangements. And so his normal job would be simply to make sure that all medical equipment and medical detritus was picked up and put away. And he did do that. But then he vacuumed the house. He did the dishes. He did a load of laundry. He put some flowers in the house. He made sure that that family <coughs> excuse me, came back to a house that was... Not a bad memory. Yeah. Not that their loved one was ripped out right right. at that time.
3: Yeah. That's right. Oh, and so he buttoned him up nice and tidy before he left. Was
4: he a hero? Absolutely, he was a hero. And that's, that's the kind of thing that we want to bring attention to because these people do so much and we just want to recognize the
3: spirit of what that is. That certainly says it, doesn't it? Uh, hospice care is a particularly wrenching and difficult type of care to offer um, because, you know, I explained to people, um, you know, I've, I've spent some time with this. My husband and I owned a boarding care for the elderly. And I explained to them because people say, well, you know, what's that like for you? And I said, well... In order to do this job properly, you really must bond with the person. And most people think that when you do this often enough, you you stop yourself from bonding so that you aren't hurt and that's the exact opposite experience of what we had you know we instead chose to go deeper and and to create that bond and yes it's very difficult to lose one of these residents um i haven't known them their whole life i've only known them at the end of their life right but you can't do that job without bonding and so it's a, it's a mistake to think that that you can and so what you're really honoring is that strength in that human spirit that goes deeper and, and risks that intimacy to the point where they know they're going to be hurt at the end of it, but they do it anyway.
4: Well, we call it the Senior Care Hero Awards, but this year we're c- kind of taking it a step further. We really think they're superheroes. And so our theme this year is Unmask Your Hero. So we really want to see everybody go on that site, take a look at our categories and see if they know somebody that is a hero to them and nominate them.
3: What a great idea. What a great idea. We're drawing it down on our time. We still have 10 minutes left. Um, can we talk to people about how they would go about nominating and what that process is for them?
4: Absolutely. Uh, it's a Fairly simple process, and in fact, we do have a how to online as well. So, if they want to go to the site that again is www.seniorcareheroawards.org, there is a link on the navigation bar that says nomination and voting. You just look at the drop down menu and it asks you what you want to do. Do you want to vote? Do you want to nominate? and then it tells you how to nominate. You can click on that and get some suggestions. Basically, what you want to do is you want to tell a story. You know, you want to give a little bit of background on that person. What do they do? How long have they been doing it? Have they had other awards? That type of thing. And then you want to drill down into the story that I told about. Um, That's what got that person into the finals and then a recipient because it just pulled on our heartstrings and showed us they didn't just do their job; they went above and beyond their job. So there is a very short registration to do because, again, you can come back and vote once a day, every day, for whomever you wish. Anybody out there can nominate. You don't have to be in a particular field. We all know heroes. Just check out those, those uh, categories and see what you, uh, who you know, who might fit. And then once you register, you can
3: do go online every day and vote for that person. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Love it.
1: Okay, good. So let's talk a little bit about the people supporting your event. Well, we have some great sponsors, and we have sponsorships still open. So if the spon- if you're interested in sponsoring this event, there is opportunities. Also, to come to this event, as Susan said, you can't go to this event without being changed. It is Last year was my first event, and I... I am a living example that that changed my life. It was so inspiring to hear those stories. And we have some incredible people supporting it. Our sponsors, our main sponsors, Care More and St. Joseph Hogue Health, Cigna, Anaheim Regional Medical Center, Kaiser Permanente, The Zenith, KPC Healthcare, Care Choices, Silverado, Ernst & Young, Incincia U.S. Foods, Horizon Oxygen and Medical Equipment, Brookdale Senior Living, Specific group health essentials and scan health care so wow. that's a long a list of people to uh,
3: to put in to make something like this happen right and Irvine cottages uh, and of Irvine. course that's Jackie Dr. Jackie DuPont's organization yes sorry um, I missed them she's she's <laughs> an inspiration important. to a lot of people locally here she's done a really great job uh, putting together safe homes for for board and care for the elderly um, so I bet you have a lot of people that help with in the food business with you too. Do you have people that donate food to you through um, how does that work for Senior Serve?
1: We do have some in-kind food donations, but it is difficult for us because we are um, you know mandated by the federal government to keep the the diet a specific low-sodium and, you know, very healthy diet, although the seniors would much rather have pizza every day, I'm (laughs) sure. Can you blame them? Yeah, can't blame them. I love pizza, too. Um, But we it's difficult, so our menus have to be set and um, very regimented so it's difficult to receive multiple donations of varying varying things. I see so
3: because it would have to be consistent on a certain consistent basis. Exactly. So um, okay so what can one expect by going to the event what will they see when they're there?
4: Well like I said this is just like the Academy Awards so when you go to the Grove it's a red carpet experience you come in you Uh, get your registration you can get your pictures taken by a professional photographer in front of that step and repeat board just like the red carpet that you see at the actually uh, Academy Awards Uh, you go in we have paparazzi taking your picture there's a beautiful dinner the venue is incredible and uh, that's at the
3: Grove of Anaheim the
4: Grove of Anaheim and uh, the the dinner is fabulous then we start the show and there is entertainment Henry DeCarlo Carlo, who is a morning guy on KTLA Channel 5, is our guest host, and he did it last year for the first time and asked to come back because he was so touched. So that kind of says it all. And uh, then we go into just giving the recipients their awards and honoring people and talking a little bit about SeniorServe.
3: It's interesting, you know, as we've been doing this interview, I can tell how moved the, the two of you are. N- do you want to share any more stories with me? Do you have any more you can share?
1: Well, um, we do. Ha- I have multiple stories, but one that is really of heart-wrenching, is we had a gentleman who was living in a trailer that was very um, dilapidated. It had holes in the floor. He was sleeping on a mattress on the floor, and I'll try to get through this without crying. And he's he was blind. And he was blind. And rats were coming in the holes in the floor, and um, in the middle of the night, they were Crawling on him, and he didn't know what really what it was because he was blind. And our case manager, who was delivering to him, um, realized or was uh, serving him, realized his situation. And ha- we um, wrote a grant. Uh, Change a Life Foundation is an amazing foundation that supports seniors. Uh, and other things, but definitely seniors and they provided a grant for us to be able to buy him a bed to uh, and volunteers to help uh, patch up the holes and get his trailer in a in a much better situation so that he didn't have to live in those si- in that situation and that is just, the most heart wrenching story that I think we have to tell. And but here, we
4: made a
3: difference. You, Senior you, Serve
4: made you, a difference. You did
3: here in Orange County. It's shocking, isn't it? So, well, um, it's been a delightful hour talking with the two of you about Senior Serve and the upcoming Senior Care Hero Awards. Again, that address is seniorcareheroawards.org or you can go to Senior Serve, serve without an E, as uh, Senior Serve, S E R. <laughs> B right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't try to spell on the air. Um, but anyway, um, so thank you so much for coming and telling us about that. And please, if this is something that interests you, bring this in into your life and and uh, and think about those people that have made a difference in your life. You you might be moved to. Uh, to, to nominate somebody that's made a special impact for you. So um, I thank you both so much for thank being here. And thank you, Thank you. And glad we got it in, in time for you so that we can uh, get those nominations in. Do you have a date you want the nominations in by?
4: Yes, voting and nominations end August 31st. So you do have about 18 days left to go online and do so.
3: Okay, perfect. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. And um, up next is Counterspin. We have Matt Kaplan bringing that to you. And then after that is Planetary Radio. So uh, stay tuned.
0: I find this scientifically fascinating. You're
2: listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting
0: at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org.
2: The most reliable computer ever made. i streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. So, flying blind here. Forgot to bring in the uh, adapter for my, uh, well, wait a minute. Am I on the right microphone here? hello, hello. 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 Let's try this microphone. <laughs> Hello everyone. It is 4:59 at KUCI in Irvine where uh, we are still in the public affairs hour. There was a brand new edition of The Real People of the OC and I uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, that hour with Kimberly about another fantastic service that is available to uh, all of us in our community and uh, that was uh, uh, quite quite heartwarming. Uh, the efforts that they are saluting as uh, as a part of this um, industry. Anyway, we uh, continue on now with. Uh